I talk about the fact that I came here with an idea of what the American dream is. Yeah. And slowly through the years, I checked all the boxes, you know, mm-hmm. uh, get get a diploma, check, uh, yeah. go to find a corporate job that you have a badge, that uh, a badge number that's assigned to you, check, get the red brick home, check, you know, save mm-hmm. for retirement, get that 401k, all of those things I was doing, not necessarily because it was something that I was wanting to do is just that was the upbringing, you know, the influences from my parents, from society, from my friends, everybody around me, that's what they were doing. And that's exactly what drove me. And, you Mm -hmm. know, for, for a while, it was good, because I had a, I had a goal, and I had a purpose. But as I got that financial stability, you know, and I, I was able to check all those boxes, uh, the more I set into being comfortable financially, I started wondering, is there more to my life than just what other people tell me? So welcome to the Meaningful Jobs Podcast Season 2. I'm your host, Adrian, and today I'm extremely honored to welcome Japan onto our podcast. Uh, and you know, based on my knowledge, I think he is um, a speaker and also works in the semiconductor industry. So pr- a pretty interesting combination. But before we start, you know, first of all, how are you doing, Japan? Uh, well, thanks for having me, Adrian. It's a, it's a pleasure no, to be no. on your podcast. Uh, I'm going great. Yeah, fantastic. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to our conversation. Great to hear about this. Um, you know, before I dive deeper into how you got into speaking, could you tell us a little bit about how you got into semiconductors? Sure, sure. I did go to school. So I'm originally from Romania and I went to school okay. in Romania uh, studying right. electronics. And I moved here uh, to the United States in 2003. And right. uh, I started off from the from the bottom. I, I didn't have my my diploma at that point, so I started off as a technician, and kind of made my way up to uh, gaining some additional skills to get better, being a technician, and then moving into an engineering's role, uh, mm-hmm. switching companies, and then uh, ultimately getting to where I'm at right now, which is a a program manager for a large semiconductor company. Mm-hmm. This is. 15 years in the making or 17 yeah. years in the making yeah i think it's been impressive that you know you've emigrated in such you know such a young age and managed mm-hmm. to stay here which i guess is harder um can you share a little bit about how you know why you wanted to come to the us and you know how you actually got there yeah the it's funny because uh, you know at that age um coming from romania there weren't that much uh, opportunities yeah. So the yeah. main driver that uh, had me move to America was money. Right. 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 You know, I, I, I keep uh, telling the story where I worked in Romania for a month to, to buy two pairs of jeans where today, wow. it, when I moved here, I worked for a day and yeah. I bought more than a, a pair of jeans. And wow. maybe wow. the, the contrast was so large that I thought, wow, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to live here and I'm going to achieve the American dream. It must be quite difficult to get into the U.S. because everybody, well, not everybody, but a lot of people would like to get into the U.S. And you mentioned about, you know, how poor the economy is in uh-huh. Romania. Um, I'm not sure how much, you know, it's, you know, it's doing better or not. 
But, um, you know, you said money is quite important to you, especially when you first started um, your career. Um, yeah. Can you tell us a little bit how bad it was um, at some stage in your career where, you know, money just seemed to be so recurring that you just can't get rid of it? Mm-hmm. I mean, the the thing is, when when we're younger, I don't know if this is your experience, but uh, mm-hmm. the main driver is to establish ourselves financially and to have yeah. that uh, large security. And that I, was I, I do have these insecurities as well. I can promise you that. Right, everybody does, and that that was my main driver when I moved here is to just make something of myself and have. Uh, a lot of financial stability and that was my main driver Mm. for the longest time and I I talk about the fact that I came here with an idea of what the American dream is and slowly through the years I checked all the boxes you know Mm. uh, get get a diploma check uh, go find a corporate job that you have a badge that uh, a badge number that's assigned to you check get the red brick home check you know save Mm. for retirement get that 401k all of the those things I was doing, not necessarily because it was something that I was wanting to do is just that was the upbringing, you know, the influences from my parents, from society, from my friends, everybody around me, that's what they were doing. And that's exactly what drove me. And, you Mm -hmm. know, for, for a while, it was good, because I had a I had a goal, and I had a purpose. But as I got that financial stability, you know, and I, I was able to check all those boxes, uh, the more I set into being comfortable financially, I started wondering, is there more to my life than just what other people tell me that I should be doing? Right. Um, I guess, you know, your upbringing must have made a difference because it wasn't, you know, a glamorous upbringing. Um, How much would you say your upbringing has affected you? Yeah, there's, so there's there's it's an interesting um you know years put things in perspective yeah so looking back at uh, the my time in Romania and working hard you know my parents would take me to the countryside and having to mm. farm potatoes and help them out with uh, all these hard labor things right. because we didn't have enough money I I hated it it was mm. it was just horrible you know I I wouldn't be able to play with my friends in the yeah. weekend because I would have to go at the countryside and do all of these things and at that time it was it was something that I really didn't like and only mm. to you know perspective and hindsight years later I realized that those uh, things really instilled a lot of uh, discipline in me to not shy away from putting in the extra hour and working hard to get something and uh, that Mm -hmm. you know looking back now having a a different mindset about it it's Mm -hmm. like that upbringing as tough Mm -hmm. as it is as it was it was very uh, very beneficial right and that's you know, that's that's one of the things that, you know, in in time, people realize, you know, we, we go through some hard things. It, yeah. it is difficult and nobody wants to. But as mm. the years go by, you, you can pull from those hard moments, mm. things that you can learn from and you they you recognize that they really help you. And that's that's what happened to me. Well, yeah, I totally agree. You know, a lot of people are afraid of failure, but, you know, once they fail, you know, they find it's not that much of a deal, you know, and they can look back on their failures to strength from it um but you know being in the semiconductor industry um you know there's good money to be earned but was there a stage where you thought it was too much you know that you just can't keep pursuing money 
Yes. So I, I, the previous company that I worked for, mm. I was there for um, for eleven years, and for right. a while I was happy and contented. I was getting that four hundred one k, and got a little complacent as well, mm-hmm. and. In that time where everything in my life was fine, I keep talking about the fact that everything was fine, but nothing was fantastic. It was just okay. And in that time, I had a lot of moments of reflection and um, a lot of wonderment of, is this it? Is that all that I'm going to have to Mm -hmm. live for my life? Is just going on two, three vacations a year and wait for retirement? Mm -hmm. And those are the moments where I really contemplating on, can I do more with my life? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, when uh, your <laughs> change happens either from motivation or desperation, and I gotta right. tell you, I got des- I got to a desperate point where I really wanted to have something different in my life, but mm-hmm. I didn't know what. And that's when I had my wife really nudge me towards personal development, and I listened to a podcast in where there was the the great Les Brown who talked about the idea of a growth mindset and uh, the notion of we can do so much more than we think that we can do. Mm. It's it's very interesting that you uh, pull together, uh, you, you use the same sentence with the two words money and desperation, because um, when, when you first started out and when a lot of people first started out, they would want to earn more money and they wouldn't even think about, you know, being desperate at some stage when you've got more than enough money. So, you know, how how shocked were you when you realized that you were still desperate when you think you had enough money? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's interesting because you hear so many times, right? Money doesn't bring happiness. Yeah. And uh, you people always hear the counter. It. People half don't believe it, I think. Right. You. It's easy for someone to say that when they have the money, right? When someone yeah. doesn't have the money, then it's hard to believe it. And yeah. I think it, it takes a level of getting there to a certain amount to really understand that, yes, money is a great facilitator and it's necessary to get to a certain point where you have that security and that stability in your life. Mm-hmm. To get to that point that money is important, yes. But after that point, there has to be something more to your life than just chasing money. Because Mm -hmm. if the primary driver in your life is just money, you're never going to feel like you have enough because there's always going to be someone around Mm -hmm. that's going to have a lot more that you want to achieve. It's like, get oh, I have to chase that car that's in front of me. And then once you get to that car, you're like, oh, let me chase the other one. And Mm -hmm. it's never ending and it's never going to be satisfying. Mm. Um, You know, if... Let's rewind the clock and let's say you're starting out in America again. You uh-huh. don't have any money. Um, knowing that you already have enough money, but money doesn't buy happiness necessarily, uh-huh. would you still put money as your first choice to, you know, as, as your primary goal? Or certainly not. Even even now, when money is not my main driver, and it's kind of amusing because once I set um, money aside as not being my primary goal, I started making more money really? than uh, wow. <laughs> right. And I think life is about acquiring a set of skills that are important to us that really help others. Like you're you're as good as your skill set. 
So mm. whatever the level that you are at the at this moment, that's based on what your skill set is. And if you're looking to advance in any capacity, you have to improve your skill set. However, that skill set needs to be not necessarily driven towards money, right? That's that's one of the things I've recognized. It. I I I made money, but then I wanted to do something a little bit more meaningful, more a, a lot deeper. That's why I shifted mm-hmm. into speaking. Um, right, right. doing doing the the public speaking and trying to motivate and help other people understand that there's more to life and the more i got myself immersed into becoming a professional speaker and really amplifying those skills yeah those skills also helped me in my career where now i switch job right. jobs to where now i have a role where it's more significant because of my skills that right. pays a lot right. more right i see i see um, you know, just before I ask you more about your speaking uh, career, um, would you say you've got any regrets in just, you know, putting all your time and energy in chasing money in the first stage of your career? You know, it's it's interesting because it's it's, it's a very good question because I can say yes and no. Right. At, Right. the same breath yes we all have certain things that we wish we would do differently however those hard lessons that we had um, really helped shape who i am today so i i would also say no the mm-hmm. the thing is that we are all going through certain seasons in our lives and in my 20s i was highly driven by m- ensuring that i have that safety and security that money would provide So I wouldn't look back at it and say, oh, that was a really bad period of my life. It Mm. was the stage that I was at that point that I needed to go through. So, you know, if when you're in your 20s, it's a little bit more, you're more uh, stuff driven, like you want things. And then you get to be older and then you're more like career driven, like you want to establish yourself and have a name for yourself and so on and so forth. There's all these different seasons in your life that it it all depends on what what drives you at that point so for me right. that season was a necessary reason that i don't regret i see i see well that's a very good point you made and you know speaking about your um speaking career can you mm-hmm. you know tell us how you transitioned into it because i think you've, you still have your full time job but now you're also mm-hmm. doing you know a speaking uh, side career so you know tell us a little bit how you balance both and how you got into it yeah the the interesting part about uh, speaking is that for the longest time I was trying to uh, find my passion yeah. and um, yeah. I know a lot of people try to find their passions and I was looking all over for passion not realizing that the it's not external that I have to look for but rather internal and uh, the, okay. the moment I started really searching inside my heart what is it that I want to do it really took me a long time uh, that mm-hmm. time of frustration Mm. you know tony robbins says right where focus goes energy flows Mm. the more i wanted to know what my passion is i started reading books i started listening to podcasts i started immersing myself in discovering what what is it that i want to do the more i was able to craft my passion because i don't believe passion is something that we find is something that we build Mm. Mm. and that that was the pivotal moment in my life where i was desperate into finding more than just my job and I found the idea of a growth mindset where 
it's 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 a very easy concept but it's very difficult to grasp for some because we have certain limitations that we think we can only do certain things uh, yeah. you know i'm not that smart yeah. i'm i'm not uh, fine i'm not well i'm not doing well with finances i i'm having a hard time with relationships and we put those limitations on ourselves uh, yeah. not realizing that with the growth mindset as long as you do something for an extended period of time and you're dedicated and you're consistent you can get better at anything right 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 and for me i was terrible at speaking i gotta tell you five really? years ago standing up in front of five people at my job and saying my name was terrifying wow. cotton mouth couldn't couldn't uh, couldn't uh, get my heart rate to stop pounding mm. out of my chest it was it was terrible but mm. at that exact time out of that desperation i found the idea of a growth mindset mm. and i said okay if they say that I can do anything I set my mind to with practice and, uh, and consistency. Let yeah. me try to see if I can break out of this fear of speaking in front of others because I do like to, to talk to people one-on-one. It's very difficult for me to stand in front of an audience. And that yeah. kind of put me on a path of uh, learning how to speak. And I realized yeah. I'm, I'm kind of long-winded, but oh, it's what, really what happened is... Mm -hmm. I did a speech in front of uh, maybe 20 people. And after, yeah. after my speech, an older gentleman came up to me uh, with tears in his eyes and said that uh, my story really moved him because mm -hmm. he really connected with my message. Mm -hmm. And I, wasn't, I didn't realize that storytelling and speaking has that kind of power. And it, mm -hmm. him being moved actually moved me to where mm -hmm. that was the moment where I realized, oh, I actually am passionate about speaking. And mm -hmm. that's that's how I ended up speaking. And personal development is something that has helped me uh, throughout uh, this whole journey in the last five years. And yeah. I want to share with as many people as I can the idea of a growth mindset and that we can do anything we set our mind to. Mm -hmm. And it, that that's to me is the secret of um, having a more happier and fulfilling life. Wow. So this is quite unexpected because I thought you wanted to be a speaker from, you know, quite a young age, but it seems like, you know, you stumbled upon it, you know, it's not, not by, um, it's, it's just coincidence, I think. Yeah, it was, a, it was, you know, it was, it was out of desperation, um, mm -hmm. combined with uh, the fact that I, I wanted something beyond myself. You know, speaking is, of course, is it's cool to be in front of a large crowd and uh, yeah. be able to dictate, you know, to an audience and uh, have them uh, move. But it's it's even more impactful when you see that someone in the audience hears your message and they're so moved by it that they actually do something about it. Right, right. I see. Um, I think I kind of get what you mean now. You know, when you said you know you can't just find your passion but you've got to build on it, right? So, you know, based on your experience, um, how did you manage to, you know, build your, your passion, you know, aside yeah. from maybe speaking in different events? Yeah, passion is, is, is very difficult, right? Because especially in today's day and age, we have so many options. Yeah. That is, we get excited about certain things and we start doing them for a month, two, three, four, yeah. and then we get bored. Yeah. And the the trick is to when we have a thousand things to pick one and mm -hmm. be bold enough to close the other doors. Mm -hmm. 
hmm. and just immerse ourselves into whatever it is. And as right. you immerse yourself into whatever that one thing that you feel like it's the, it could be your passion, mm-hmm. as you're doing it, if it gives you more energy than it takes. So mm-hmm. you're I'm writing speeches and I'm practicing and mm-hmm. it's difficult and I'm in my room and there's nobody yeah. there, but you know, I'm crafting it and I recognize mm-hmm. that, oh, three hours went by and I'm still here enjoying yeah. what I'm doing. Yeah. And that yeah. that's when you realize that it gives you so much more energy. You get into a flow, you're you're mm-hmm. excited about it. it. You don't need to tell anybody to brag about it. You just yeah. love what you're doing. That's when you re- that's you can be um discovering your passion if you if you get that uh, recipe well I, I really agree with this because you know I don't get paid doing this podcast but it's just something you know I'm just really passionate about and I really look forward to interviewing people and um, I, th- I think you also you're starting out with your podcast as well right um, if you if you could if you could tell us a little bit or is it not I thought you were I no. Oh, maybe I just I, maybe I misunderstood you but have you have you thought of starting a podcast maybe because you love speaking well, to be fair, I appreciate those who do start mm-hmm. a podcast because I know it's a lot of work and mm-hmm. uh, I love being on podcasts like uh, yours uh, mm-hmm. because it's uh, it's it's a lot of effort that goes in mm-hmm. in it, right? It, it's not just this ha- this half hour or an hour of conversation. After that, there's so much work in the background yeah. and I am my focus is more on really crafting my message. Mm-hmm. So that's that's one of the reasons why it's it's too mm-hmm. it's too much effort that it's moving away from my goal than uh, keeping see. me towards my goal. Well, I wish I could um, afford to hire somebody to do all the editing, but I have to do the do the do it all myself. But you know, from my perspective, I do think that um, you know having this thirty minute interview outweighs all the other admin effort I have to put in at least um, now. Uh, but I guess you know it's the same with you when you're you're crafting your speech. You know, there's quite a lot of admin work that you might have to do um can you tell us a little bit more about you know the kind of speeches that you're making and your target audience yeah i am speaking to professionals who i'm speaking to myself from mm. five years ago when i was at a loss i didn't know what to do i was right. checked out or burned out whatever whatever that phase is in your life where you're really mm. looking to feel that energy and that vibration in your in your life in your day-to-day and not feel like that oh my god is monday type of yeah. feeling I, I i'm speaking to those burnout professionals who want to have that vitality to have the energy to go to their day and mm. you know nine o'clock when it comes when it comes and they go to bed or 10 o'clock and they put their heads on the pillow they're excited about the day that they had mm. and they're excited about the day that's going to come mm. well that's a powerful message because a lot of people do struggle for motivation and burnout i think is one of the hardest things to get out of um, could you tell us a little bit about how you got out of uh, burnout? Did it take you long? Yes, it's it. There's threefold of uh, burnout. Uh, one is uh, really challenging your energy because um, so many yeah. people think that uh, uh, they burnout is about doing too many things and not having enough time. Mm. And I don't think it's a time problem because we all have 24 hours in our day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's more of an energy problem and one of the big deals is that we're burning the candle at both ends you know we wake up in the morning and all we do is go 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 and then we stay late 
and we're just tired so it's just this repeated cycle just that's the thing that burns out burned burns us out so that energy having some time for yourself and taking care of your body it's very important because that's that the body is giving you the energy so you have energy then you have to have the proper mindset Mm. because there's no way that we're not going to stumble upon issues. There's no way that life is not going to get hard. It's just a matter of how are we looking at those hard things. And it's the same thing that we were talking about a little bit earlier mm. is the fact that I had to go and work the land with my father when I was growing up. Is that yeah. really a bad thing? Mm. And that that different perspective on this thing is going to crush me, or you can look at it as this challenge that I have in my day right now, it's actually going to build me to be stronger. And having that right. mindset is really important. And the, the third component is just having having the heart. And it goes back to our passion talk, where we need to connect with the thing that we're doing. Um, right. It may not be that that you're connecting with uh, whatever your job is at the moment. But mm-hmm. if you have a plan, and if you're looking towards building your passion, yeah, and your heart is in it, you'll get that motivation, you'll get that drive to wake up in the morning to be excited yeah. about the day, because you know, on a long enough time, right, you will achieve whatever goal it is, mm-hmm. that will give you that satisfaction and that happiness that we're all yearning for. So just, um, you know, lastly, before we end the interview, can you give some advice to people who might be, you know, stuck in their careers, who might not know what their, what their next step should be? Um, how should they make um, the judgment needed to mm-hmm. their lives to you know a better place? Yeah, I, I think in the the first thing is to acknowledge that we are in a tough place, and yeah. it is right. difficult, and it's 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 not something that's going to be fixed over overnight. But it also mean it doesn't mean that where we are today. It doesn't mean that that's where we need to be in two years from now, in three years from now. Right. It, we can change everything that in our lives as long as we we put in some effort. Mm-hmm. And that's the that's the big challenge that everybody has to go through is have that. Um, there was a saying that we can't see the frame when we're in the picture. Right. That's a great saying. Yeah. And when we're, you know, when we're in the daily grind, it's so difficult to see an out. But if yeah. you zoom out and you kind of look at it and it's like, how is my life going to be in 10 years? Mm-hmm. And really think about what you can do as the time went by, goes by, not necessarily today when you're struggling to just make ends meet or whatever mm-hmm. you're struggling with. But what are the systems that you put can put in place in the next three months that will move you out of that picture that you are and move you into a picture that you really want to be? Wow, I think um, you know it's, it's a great saying that you just said there, and it's a food for thought for you know a lot of people who might be too zeroed in on their daily um, grind, but mm-hmm. perhaps you know, they just you know really take a step back and see the fuller picture. Um, look, it's been you know a great interview. Uh, loved uh, our our chat there. Um, you know, just before we end, um, if um, my listeners, if you want to have um, Shabon uh speak at your event um i will include the uh shaban's um link in the youtube and the podcast description um you can click on it anytime and do um you know follow uh, and subscribe at the meaningful jobs podcast 
So once again, you know, thank you, Shaban, for coming to the interview and, um, you know, hope to see you soon. Yeah, thanks for having me, Adrian.